Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Today, God has something special for us. But to start with, let us pray. Father, we thank you for another period in your presence. Thank you because every time we come to your table, we live satisfied. So in the name of Jesus, let everyone around the table, under the sound of my voice today, be satisfied. Let their cups be filled to overflowing in the name of Jesus. And we always give you all the glory and all the praises. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, this morning I want us to consider two verses, or a particular verse actually, from the letter of Paul to Timothy, the first letter of Paul to Timothy. That is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 15. 1 Timothy 4, 15. And it reads, Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. I'll take it again. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Uh, For ease of explanation, let me take the last two verses along with it. That is from verse 12. It says... Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. So till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying of the hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Look at verse 16. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this you will save both yourself and those who hear you. What a fitting instruction to a young leader. You see, Timothy was a son in the ministry to Paul. Paul was nearly the end of his ministry and his life. And he was so blessed with so many that had come to, to know the Lord through him and were now boarding young ministers. Now, Timothy was not just a pastor, he was an apostle. And so, Paul's instructions are all contained in the letters he wrote to him. Of particular interest to me today is verse 15. Meditate on these things, on all these things that I've been talking to you, writing to you about, from chapter 1, verse 1, up until now. But from verse 12, it says, now I want to talk about your ministry. So meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress 
may be evident to all. Isn't it interesting that God is interested in your progress? And not just interested in your progress, He wants all to see your progress. So can I say quickly here in the name of Jesus, the time has come for all to begin to see the evidence of your progress in Christ Jesus. And you know what? It glorifies God. That's an interesting thing. You'll agree with me that when we talk of your progress, you can see that it is spiritual, it is emotional, physical. I mean, it's all-round progress. So you be an example to the believer in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity. So it's everything put together. Now here Jesus, talking about this, still talking about this, here Jesus in Matthew chapter 12, in verse 33, he says, every tree is known by its fruits. There in that segment of the Bible, Jesus had been teaching and said, look, a tree is known by its fruit. If it's good, it's fruit, we say it. If it's bad, it's fruit, we say it. And so you can see that your fruit is important to him. Here Jesus is still teaching in John chapter 15 verse 7. He says, by this is my father glorified that you bear fruit. Hallelujah. In fact, not just that you bear fruit, that you bear much fruit. Hallelujah. So God is glorified when there's evidence on your life that you are his son. Again, Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, in verse 14, it reads, it says, but you are the light of the world, a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. <laughs> God wants the world to see his hand on your life. And I'm here to tell you today that in the name of Jesus, it will begin to be so. A city set on a hill that cannot be hidden. And I'll conclude it by saying, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So that your progress be evident is clearly the desires of God. Hallelujah. So I'm back to 1 Timothy chapter 4 in verse 15. It says, but for these things to be, you will have to meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that is instructions, that guides these manifestations. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, that your progress may be evident to all. So if I'm going to catch a word from this segment... Is the word meditate. For most of us today, uh, we, we, know, we know the Bible. I'm talking of believers. And those who are not even believers, you've, they've heard us say so much about the Bible. More so, those who are in the school, these courses in the Bible, Christian religious knowledge. So, we all have knowledge to some extent. So, the issue is not that you've not heard, or we don't know what is required, or what is possible. Even for believers, it is hard to connect the one we are with the results we're getting. That is usually the problem. 
And the secret is this. Say, meditate on these things. Because in so doing, your progress will be made known to the world. I looked on the word meditate. Dictionary meaning. To focus one's thoughts on something. To reflect on something. To ponder over something. To study. So in other words, if I just to go by this, what Paul was saying is, Timothy, please ponder on these things I've told you. Timothy, reflect on these things. Timothy, focus your thoughts on these things. Study these things to hear yourself approved. Your progress will naturally be evident to all. But you see, beyond the dictionary meaning, I know that the word meditate is common to a lot of us. Somebody said, we are a very busy world. We are so also busy. What you don't make time for, we don't have time for. So the common phrase is, oh my goodness, my time, my time, my time. I, how, how can I make the time? Well, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. But you see, the truth is that what more important to you, you always find time for. So it's a matter of prioritizing your lives and the events in your lives. So what Paul was saying to Timothy was this, prioritize meditation on the word. Every other thing will fall in line. I know there are too many concerns, many worries, many fears. You want them to fall in line and you want them to, you want to progress and be fruitful in all these areas. Prioritize the word. Give time, make time to think on the word. Make, make time to ponder on the word. Make time to reflect on this word. Hear God talking to Joshua in the book of from Joshua in chapter 1. It's a very popular verse. I mean, we all know it. There are some verses I just enjoy. I just enjoy them when I read them. When I read them. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Now, God had been talking to Joshua. He had come to Joshua and said, Look, Moses', Moses era... It's over. So I want you now to take over. Of course, you know how the young man will feel. The shoes of Moses. <laughs> of whom the Bible says, he was the meekest of all men on earth. And yet, most dreaded. The cradle of civilization at the time, Egypt, was afraid of Moses. So now his time was over. And a young man will take over. So God knew how he was feeling. So don't feel too bad. If sometimes you feel funny, if you're about to take a task or you want to get to operate on some platforms you've never operated before, it's all right. But just don't let it paralyze you, that's all. So God came to me and said, you know what? You will share out the portion of every one tribe to them, Okay? You will take them across this river Jordan and you will do this. Moses has done so far. You will not take them in and this is what you are going to do. God was not saying, this is what you may. No, no, this is what you are going to do. It was settled in the heart of God. And I said to him, you have needed one thing, courage. You have to be strong and you have to be courageous. He repeated this 
at least four times between the first verse and the ninth verse. So in verse 8, he now says this to him. This book of the law, that is the known scripture, the known Bible, the Torah, shall not depart from your mouth. One version say, keep them on your lips. But you shall meditate in it day and night. You see where I'm going? Meditate day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will be making your way prosperous and, have, and then you'll have good success. You see, whoever says God is not interested in your progress, he's joking. Look at the way he's qualifying it. You'll make your way prosperous and then you have good success. Can you hear God? But you see, he says, you have to meditate on this book of the law. Your meditation will keep it on your lips. You will address issues and people by the law. And you will see things fall in line right before your eyes. You will see the measure of success that naturally cannot be attained. Can you see the parallel between Joshua 1 8 and 1 Timothy 4 15? Meditate on these things, give yourself entirely to them. Then you'll be making your progress evident to all. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. You shall meditate therein day and night, observing to do all according to all that is written therein. For then you'll be making your way prosperous and have good success. I hope somebody is getting something. I'm here to tell someone that your days of weeping are over in the name of Jesus. The time has come for you to begin to see the word of God become real in your situation in the name of Jesus. Many years ago, I was looking at this scripture. I said, now finally I found the missing link. Meditation. Someone. Hear this. Someone was once said, blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, that stands not in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of this comfort. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. First, he tells you, this man is blessed. But this blessed man avoids this. So let's leave that first. But rather, he does this. So what does he do? He delights in the word. And in this words, he meditates day and night. Can you see that again? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth his fruit in a Somebody's about to bring forth their fruits in their seasons. God has been waiting for you for a long time. Your time has come. Hallelujah. I say your time has come. Now we begin to understand that really it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by the Spirit of the Lord. I remember Jesus said, The word I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. Meditate on the word. Somebody says, so you mean meditating on the word? We give me all the creative ideas. We give me all the strategies. Try God and try this word. Honest. Try God and try this word. You'll be surprised that all you see as inventions and discoveries in this age came from these same principles. From minds that took time to meditate. 
America, as you know, it was founded by Christian minds. People looking for how, where they could really, really, truly meditate on the word and worship God unhindered. I mean, the great America, yes. Have you ever heard them talk of their founding fathers? Back to someone. Verse 3, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season. Whose leaf will never wither. <laughs> and whatever he does, he shall prosper. Did you hear me? Whatever he does, he shall prosper. Have you heard the word prosper, prosper, prosper? Whether in the Old or New Testament? Following the man that makes this on this word? Come on, come on. And the interesting thing here is this. He said, he will not know drought. So what do you mean? He said, it will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The rivers of water. Bringing forth his fruit in the season. So the changing weather has nothing to do with him. He will bring away. Whether it dries drought or not, he will bring forth his in his season. Nothing dictates his season. It's the word. And there in the meditation, day and night. Somebody was teaching something and he said, in a Greek school, um, somebody was asking, I think Christian school, and one of the students was asking the professor, he said, yes, prof, when can we read some other, you know, he was talking some other books, I'm just, I mean. The prof said, ah, okay. I'm sure it was after a session of meditation. The prof, then the prof said, well, let me ask you a question. Can you give me a period that is neither day nor night? He said, there is none. He said, and then I think you should meditate more on the word of God. Now, I'm not saying that you can do any other thing, but I'm saying give more time to meditation. Give more time to it. It will prosper you. Now, I'm going to continue this on Sunday, but before I stop, I want you to understand the meaning of meditation. Because I've been saying meditation, meditation, and some will be thinking, oh, Eastern style meditation. No, I'm not talking yoga. No. Now, I am not against that. A lot of people have, I mean, turned to it, martial arts, yoga, for exercises, training of their most fantastic. Sometimes even training of their minds, great. But there's a difference. Whilst the Eastern meditation concentrates on your mind, your breath, etc. This one concentrates on the word of God. That one says of says things like empty your mind. This one says just focus on what God has said. Really? Come on. Can't you that is the creator? Can't you see that? If you give attention to his word, that's what we call in chemistry, mutual displacement. Of course, whatever is occupying your mind will give way. Remember the periodic table? If you bring a better high up there, it displaces the one lower down straight away. And that's what we mean by meditation. As a matter of fact, Christian meditation the root word, whether, in, whether you're looking at it from the Hebrew side or from the Greek New Testament, it means to alter, to mortar, to murmur, to speak to yourself. 
like a self-talk that what you are saying is hey this is the situation but this is what God says so what do you do you focus on what God has said it's automotors outside but your word says this your word says this, and your word says this, and your word says this, and I believe your word. Just like that, very thought of the word is displacing the trouble out of your mind. It displaces the trouble physically out of your life. That's why this service, in a lot of places, said a lot about meditation. For example, Psalm 63, verse 6, says, when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. So what's important is God, his abilities, his deeds. Not so much what I'm going through, not so much the trouble, not so much the fears. Psalm 9 verse 15, I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. Psalm 9 verse 148, it says, my eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your words. That's why all these men were phenomenal successes in their time. They beam the good work of God out of their lives. They exude the work. They beamed it to their generations and they left them as legacies for us today. It's your turn. In the name of Jesus, you will bear fruits. Your fruits will remain. Your life will bless humanity. In the name of Jesus, your light will shine. You will leave sound legacies of righteousness and moral and experts for your children and children's children. In the name of Jesus, you leave a legacy of righteousness and of the fear of God. For the world to come. Your time has come. As even in drought, you'll bring forth your fruit in your season. Your leaves will not wither. Get ready to celebrate the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It is well with you. I'll continue with this topic on Sunday. Any sickness in your body, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. Pastor, you always do that because somebody's always healed. And it's your turn. I say, be healed in the name of Jesus. It's an instruction we have from him. He said, any house you enter first, heal the sick. Hallelujah. So I command you off on that bed of paralysis. I say, rise up and be healed in the name of Jesus. I say, it's your time to bear fruits. I speak the peace of God over your home. I say, let go fight your battles. Let you hold your peace in Jesus' name. Receive the joy of the Lord over everything you do your marriage, in the lives of your children, the life of your spouse, in all your endeavors, your employees. I am in joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Keep thriving. Good success. Prosperous in all your ways. Bear fruit in Jesus' name. God bless you. Bye. 
know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.